Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Welcome listeners. With us today on PICGO Happenings is outgoing Chatham Blair Supervisor Bob Warren, who will officially cede his seat to Ken Bowman on January 1st. But to provide some background before we get started, um, Mr. Warren has served two terms on the Board of Supervisors, and he was chairman on the board for four years. And while on the board this year, he has chaired the Finance and Naming Committees, as well as serving on the Legislative Committee, the School Joint Liaison Committee, Economic Development and Solid Waste Committees. Regionally, he has most recently worked with the Metropolitan Planning Organization. Mr. Warren has also served six years on the Danville and Pennsylvania County Regional Industrial Development Authority, and he was chairman for two of those six years. In his professional life, Mr. Warren is president of the R.J. Baldwin Agency, which handles financial planning. He is married to Tammy, and they have two sons, Nathan and uh, Colby, and Colby and Channing, his wife, just had a grandchild, Jane. So congratulations on the grandchild, Mr. Warren. Thank you. How, how has that been? Oh, that's wonderful. That's, it doesn't get any better. Everybody tells you it doesn't get any better than that, and it does not get any better than being a grandfather. So I'm very, very excited about that. Well, congratulations. I guess Thank you. James was just born in August? Correct. August 18th. So I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um, so what led you originally to run for the Board of Supervisors? Honestly, it was uh, the community here has been so good to myself and my family throughout our lifetimes that I just felt like uh, it was time to give something back. And I had seen uh, quite a number of our most valuable assets get a great education here and then go off to college but not have opportunities to come back here to. So I hoped that I could get involved and along with working with the group that uh, we could retain some of those folks instead of losing them all. So that was the motivating factor for me. Well, it has been impressive seeing what um, Pennsylvania County and Danville have done with workforce development. So hopefully that will continue to uh, pay off in the future. Yeah, you know, I, I think the uh, mentoring program and internships and all have been wonderful for both the county and the city to improve our region in that area. Now, one thing that has come out um, just watching the board over the past few years is that you are um, very well versed in the financial sector and you have served as the finance chair. And you are also passionate about school funding and want folks to know more about how that works. So can you talk to us about um, how the board provides local funding for the schools and, and school debt and then a little bit more about how some parks were established at the middle schools. Yes. Um, you know, it's uh, it's nice to be here today, first of all. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, but uh, I know when we talked earlier, you said uh, something to the effect you wanted me to, to list uh, my accomplishments. I want to be very clear that Bob Warren doesn't have any accomplishment. I'm thankful that I was elected to serve twice, but I was blessed to have had the opportunity to serve with some really great board members the first four years in particular, and I would even say it was really pretty good for the next two. 
But uh, Elton Blackstock, Jesse Barksdale, and Jerry Hageman, and Tim Barber, and Ron Scarris, and Joe Davis, uh, and myself were the first group uh, of my service. And we didn't always agree, uh, but we always agree to disagree, but be professional. And I think that really led us to quite a bit of success during those first four or five years. And uh, I know I laugh real often because Mr. Blackstock and I uh, would often debate and butt heads a little bit during our closed session. But we were always respectful that once a decision was made, it was made and we moved on for the greater good of the county. And we both were passionate, along with the other board members, to see that we stopped paying interest only on our school debt and started to retire that debt. So since uh, January the 1st of 2016 through the end of this year, we will have reduced that debt from $84,416,941 down to $32,614,741 for a reduction of $51,802,200. That's just outstanding, and we sometimes don't understand the significance of that, but there's going to be some major items that have to be done. I mean, we don't have any choices with a courthouse and a jail to be built. So it was very, very important that we reduce that debt and stop paying interest only on it. You know, you got to pay your bill. That board was united in accomplishing those goals. In 2018, of course, uh, Mr. Barksdale didn't run again. Dr. Miller was elected and then Ben Palmer was elected in Jerry Hageman's place. And uh, that just continued to, to be a good network of folks working together, not worried about districts, but just worrying about the overall good of the county. And it enabled us because everyone believed in education and understood that education was a driving force in a lot of things, in particular economic development. So we've been able to increase since the FY 2016 through the current budget the annual contribution to the school division by $5,186,058. Those are just major accomplishments. And then we were able to partner with our local businesses and other organizations through grants and everything else to develop parks at all of our four middle schools. The total cost on that was $571,478, but the county only had to pay $195,513, only 34%. The private sector, through donations and contributions, paid for 66% of it. And uh, I don't want to be remiss, but that included JT Mini Mall. Danville Regional Medical Center, Central, DRF, Mecklenburg Cooperative, revitalization of uh, Greater Gretna, and Southside Electric made up all of that $375,000. So we learned to partner with our private sectors in doing that. That carried over to the development of Wayside Park also that cost $686,000, 
but the county only had to pay 156,000, 23%. The rest was funded by uh, the similar group of private sector partners that we had that offset that. So I think that's just tremendous when we can get those nice amenities added and increase the quality of life and uh, just cost the county a fraction of what the true value of those were. So those were some things. And again, it only came because we were all trying to work together. I remember uh, Mr. Blackstock was passionate about Wayside Park, and he and I worked together because uh, we had different contacts that really assisted with navigating to get those funds from the private sector. So again, we, we set, always set aside our differences for the greater good of the county. And that was, that's what made it such a pleasure those first you know, five or six years of service. Well, I know school funding can become a contentious issue because it is a huge part of the budget. So how were you able to gain consensus on that um, with the citizens and, and the board and the schools? Well, you know, when you're only having to pay 20 to 30 percent on something, it's easy for people to understand that I'm getting a 100 percent value for 30 percent or 20 percent. And I think it was easy for them to see. Uh, and, and we had renderings and all. And, you know, I don't want to leave Mark Moore out, who was the head of the recreation department at the time. He was very, very passionate about it. And I think during those this time period that I'm talking about, that initial six years, we had such a great executive team and uh, great employees that were just, uh, they saw that the Board of Supervisors were united and cared about the county and were passionate about making changes and making us better that they all bought in too. So it was just a great team effort. And we were very fortunate to have had the, the folks in place that we had, uh, both old and new. So it just uh, kind of gelled together for that period of time. It was it was outstanding to be a part of. You serve on the you're chairman of the finance committee, and you also served as the um, chairman of RIPA, um, which is involved in economic development. Can you tell us some of the um, accomplishments you, that body was able to do while you were on there? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I have a, a list actually of. Uh, things that were accomplished during that first initial six years. Intertape's first project of expansion took place over Finch, Kiosera. Intertape's second phase took place, Unison Tube, Eastern Panel, Panaceic, Piedmont Access to Health, Porsche Group, uh, Harlow Aztec, Morgan Olson, which was a big win for us, you know, because we lost one company and we got were able to replace it right away. Arrow Farms, Stanton River Plastics, uh, Eisen Furniture, Dogwood Global, Intertape Palmer Third Project, J and yeah, J and J Trucking, Wall Raven, MEP, Tyson Foods. They were all done before 2022 started. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2022, since 2022, we've only seen, seen two new startups and three expansions. 
you know, that, that six years, we thought outside the box quite a bit, and we went out and hired a firm called Marcus and Millichat, which are headhunters for corporations looking to locate somewhere. And they lined us up with RealtyLink that was willing to purchase land and build shell buildings, which saved the county a great deal of money and the city. And it was just a regional vision, and it really came to pass, and it has been so beneficial uh, to us. It was just great success running through 2021 in economic development. And I think that's probably why I read in a recent opinion page uh, where one of the local columnists stated that we would like to be the county, the best county in the state of Virginia. Well, I think the public needs to know that we've been there. In December of 2021, the state of Virginia organized a meeting at the Institute for Advanced Learning and Research to tell both our partners in Danville and Pennsylvania County what a wonderful job we had done in collaboratively working together for economic development and how Pennsylvania County had become the envy of all counties in the state of Virginia and that everyone wanted to know what we was doing and wanted to emulate us. That was in December of 2021, and they said that we were the best county in the state of Virginia operating at that time. Of course, everybody knows what happens in January of 2022. And, you know, but I'm happy to say that I've had two board members from that board tell me that if they could relive that night, they would handle things differently and do it differently. Uh, we all make mistakes and we've got to move on for that, from that. But let's just hope we don't repeat those mistakes uh, again based on vengeance or vendettas. Let's just work for the greater good of the county, and I'm hoping this new board will do that. And you're referring to um, when they fired David Smitherman publicly? Publicly firing an employee is uh, not appropriate in any circumstances. It's uh, very unprofessional, certainly immoral to do that. Well, That's, and this is my opinion. You also want to touch on public safety. Yes, uh, I think the public needs to know that my passion from day one of serving on this board, I took it very serious, the importance of public safety and the oath that I swore. I have a desire, I have a strong desire to see that whether you're in Renan or whether you're in Axton or whether you're in Mount Hermon or um, Java, that the EMS service that is provided to you in particular, because our fire departments do a unbelievable job that every citizen deserves and is entitled to the same service. And it's all about saving lives. It shouldn't be about, I want the shiniest truck. I want the newest truck. I want the most money. It should be about saving lives. And I wanted every citizen to have the same quality, regardless of where you live. Unfortunately, We've never been able to accomplish that because we had to outsource three main areas. One uh, up in the northern end of the county just couldn't be sustained. So we hired a company called Delta Response Team, and their request in 2021 was $1 million to fund their operation. That's what it was going to cost us. 
and they were running in 2020, they ran 2,274 2, calls. 2,274 calls that were not able to be run by the volunteers. They were run by DRT, the Delta, uh, Delta Response Team. Well, the county realized that, hey, we can probably do that in-house, employ the employees ourselves, and run that service. So 18 EMT firefighters uh, were added to the county roster and giving 24-hour coverage to three critical areas, Hurt, Chatham, and Mount Hermon. The additional cost for staff and everything was $1.2 million. But we were able to build the insurance companies and Medicare and Medicaid receiving back $627,000. So we ended up being net winners in that particular scenario, again, saving the county countless dollars uh, for that, hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing it ourselves versus paying DRT those funds. So that's a public safety department now. Yes. So that was and, and, how that got started. Yes, and it's been a it's been a money maker uh, as far as what it would have cost us to gotten the same thing from outsourcing to DRT, and before that there was another company that did it. So it, it's been a, a a big win for the taxpayers of Pennsylvania County, and it's been able to provide. By a little better service. They run in last year, they run 2,208 calls for paid services, three paid services. And uh, I'm, I'm not trying to disparage our volunteers at all. They're wonderful, and we've got certain areas where they do an outstanding job, and we don't need paid service because they do a great job. But we need to realize that even those volunteers are getting a nice stipend from the county and then they turn around and they get to keep all of their insurance money, all of their Medicaid and all of their Medicare payments. So you can see the disparity that we went from 1.2 million and we got paid 627,000. If you just use round numbers, we, we saved the county $400,000 off of what we would have had the net pay DRT. So that, that's pretty significant savings, pretty significant savings to the taxpayers. Do you consider yourself having been an outstanding fiscal steward of uh, the county's finances? I mean, sound like it. Well, I hope I have been. I hope the citizens have seen that. You know, we've done several things. Uh, we looked at the service authority. And, you know, I'll tell you a sad story uh, about the county that I've learned. Service authority, uh, we brought it in-house. We brought it in-house for several reasons. One was we had a lot of duplication of services with personnel. They had 10 employees over there. We only have six now. That's four salaries that are saved, and they're running more efficient. But back years ago, there was a retiree that had been at the uh, service authority, Pennsylvania County Service Authority, when they were standalone, that had served over 40 years in working her position. When she got ready to retire, she had no retirement because Pennsylvania County Service Authority had not become a member of VRS. I just recently learned that. Oh. 
Well, now they are, have been for a number of years under the BRS. So it, that's Virginia Retirement System. Yeah, yeah. And, and that just uh, that makes sure everybody that works for the county is getting the same treatment and the same thing. Not only that, the operations run so much smoother. It's a standalone organization. The fiscal budget is $8.5 million now, and it gives us an opportunity to get more grants and all because we got an in-house grant writer for the county that can write for them too, and it doesn't end up costing the taxpayers more money by employing other people to do duplicate services like payroll, you know, and I could go on and on. Another big aspect is we have an engineer over there, Chris Adcock, who does a wonderful job. But Chris, you know, we got roughly 4,000 people on the water and sewer uh, relationship. So Chris has more time and talents that can be used than just that. He's now taking the lead on public safety, period. I mean, uh, public works, period. So he's also overseeing the landfill, which, again, saves the county money. You know, you can split half of his salary to that area and half to this area. And uh, by taking that board out, too, uh, and bringing it in-house, uh, not only did it save money and create better stewardship and better benefits and everything for all the employees, it also eliminated the worries that any business owner might be treated inappropriate and not have anyone to answer to but themselves. Now they're under the guise of the county and ultimately the board of supervisors are responsible to be for behavior of anyone. So I just felt uh, like it was a no-brainer. And uh, a good example is we were able to get the funding and some assistance with it and all to do the Horseshoe Road project. There's other projects on the table that are being looked at, and uh, we certainly need to expand those. But we got a good man over there running the operation and uh, overseeing the landfill, which, you know, we've had citizens say we need some consolidation and we need to consolidate where we can and save money where we can. And that's that's a place we save money and become more efficient and run smoother. And most important, took a really good job of making sure all of our employees are treated the same. It's a, a big thank you to Chris Adcock for that transition because it, it, it's going really smooth. Well, Mr. Gorman, you'll be leaving us as a board member. Is there anything you would like us to say to the constituents before you go? I want to thank them for, in particular, the Chatham Blairs folks. You uh, supported me overwhelmingly in both times I ran. I was fortunate to run unopposed. I want to thank two uh, all the constitutional officers that I worked with. I had great relationship with those uh, folks. I want to thank all of the staff for Pennsylvania County. We've had some great staff and still have some great staff that do a wonderful job. Uh, I feel like there's two people I've got to mention because I think they are the glue that's held us together through these commercial, uh, most difficult two years. 
and that is uh, Ms. Kim Vanderhyde in the finance department and uh, Mr. Baden Hunt, uh, our county attorney, who was willing to step up in a very difficult situation, assist with keeping it all together and keeping us focused on what we should do as a board. Uh, I want to thank every person that I ever served with. I know that uh, there's a few people on the board that I served with uh, that I know will be lifelong friends, and that's important. And I really, truly, truly hope uh, wasn't a disappointment to any county citizen, and I'm certainly willing to talk to anyone that wishes to talk about any of the decisions or any of the information that I've ever provided. I have the documentation to back it up, but uh, it has been my pleasure to serve you, and I would just ask that you give your support to this incoming board. It's not an easy task and an easy job, but it's one that needs to be done. Hopefully you will support them. I'm not saying don't hold them accountable because you definitely should do that. Realize that it's not an easy job and certainly remember that they have families, so don't attack their families. Thank you. Well, Mr. Warren, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I learned a, a lot today just listening to you talk about the different things that the county accomplished during your two terms. It was a real pleasure to hear all that. Well, thank you. And again, it was a pleasure working with these uh, folks that I've had the pleasure to work with because it was uh, a collaborative effort. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Bob Warren effort. It was a collaborative effort. Well, thank you. Thank and you. Good luck. And whatever you decide to do now in your free time that you're not serving as a supervisor, I know well, it's a demanding job. I'm, I'm going to work and I'm going to enjoy my grandbaby. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.